Welcome to the Africa Speaking Podcast. The podcast discusses critical issues about the African continent. It is brought to you by Toyota Communications in Nairobi. My name is Kimani Njobu. Our guest today is Dr. Valens Meriki Silayo of Tumaini University, Tanzania. We discuss the restitution of cultural heritage, which is gaining momentum in Africa. Dr. Silayo, can you tell us a little more about yourself and your field of study? I teach history and archaeology and heritage. And uh, I've been in heritage for over 10 years. I've been working in um, archaeological researches, heritage. And recently, I've been introduced to heritage restitution, where we have to uh, start a debate about uh, returning our heritage objects that have been taken illegally from our country to Europe and uh, other countries in North America. Can you mention some objects that have been taken away from Tanzania to other jurisdictions and which communities are currently demanding that they be returned? Yeah, we have quite a number of um, objects that have been taken from Africa. And uh, when we say taken from Africa, we literally refer to the heritage object that were taken by um, a colonialist or um, researchers who have been working in Africa and sometimes knowingly or unknowingly, they take the, uh, the, research of the, the research objects that of valuable interest to our country and to our community into the uh, European nations or North American nations, either for research or for dating purposes, and they don't return them back. When you say taken objects, they are of two kinds. There are those which were looted in Africa during colonial rule, and there were those which were taken in Africa for research purposes, both during colonial times and post-colonial times. For example, during colonial times, there were a lot of heritage objects that were forcefully or illegally taken from our communities. There were those which were colonialists looted from our communities, purposely looted or taken illegally. Uh, for example, in the royal communities, royal families, a lot of uh, objects were taken. Yeah. And there are those which were taken during wars. For example, we have those which were taken during uh, Majimaji War. The colonialists went around and they looted each and everything. They termed it as a, a war boot and it, it was taken to those countries. And second part is those objects which were taken from uh, Tanzania to Africa Africa in general, uh, for research purposes, we have a lot of research and archaeological heritage objects that were taken in the name of research, but they were actually supposed to be returned to the country. Tell me, why are the dinosaurs which were taken away from Tanzania needed back? Why is it important for Tanzanians' cultural heritage, which is held in Europe and North America, to be returned back home? First of all, we need to understand the importance of culture in our communities. The culture is a norm, which is it defines the community. It's a community property. And when you rob it, when you take it away from the community, you are robbing the community the essence of their culture, the importance of their culture, the importance of what they love, what they do, what they honor, what they respect. This 
heritage objects that were looted in Africa. They are of cultural importance to the community. And to mention here, there was no community that was spared in Tanzania and in Africa in general. Almost 99% of the communities, in one way or another, they lost one of their cultural element, cultural object, which of very valuable importance to their community. It represents the community in general. So when you take it away, you are taking the heart of the community away. So we say the social transformation that has been destroyed by removing this object has to be mended. And how can it be mended? It can be mended only by returning those objects. Oh, yes. Things like African artifacts and minerals. When you return them, first of all, you return the honor mm. of the community. And second, the culture of the community will continue to prosper. We need them to come back so that the honor and respect of our community can be restored first. And second, we can think of other aspects like uh, economic benefits and all that. But first of all, to return the honor and respect that has been destroyed by removing those objects. Dr. Silayo. In view of what you have said, what is the economic value of the cultural heritage to Tanzania? Well, there are a lot we can count on. If we remove all other aspects and remain with the economy, these objects can be of great value economically to the community because they will attract tourism. And by attracting tourism will bring multiple effects to the community because it is our culture and when we display it we other communities, other nationalities will love to come and know oh, who are Tanzanians? What are they like? What's their culture? And once they come over, they say, well, this is our culture. This is our food. This is our artifact. This represents ourselves. Now, when they come over economically, there are a lot of impact to the community because they have to pay all the necessary dues which come, which goes to the community. And when they pay all those costs, then the infrastructure will be restored. The community will get some funds for their food. We know it's a multiplying effect when you return those goods, those objects to us. So it has a huge impact economically if they are returned. Okay. You mentioned some objects that were looted by the German colonial administrators during the Maji Maji War of 1905 to 1907. Can you describe some of those objects for us? As I said from the beginning, that um, when we talk about uh, the objects that were taken, they are of two categories. There are those which were taken forcefully during colonial wars, and there are those which were taken for research purpose, for the research name but they were not returned. So if we start with the colonial wars, in Tanzania, as I said again, all of our ethnic groups were affected and in one way or another engaged into war of um, colonialism. We have the wars that were fought by the Germans um, with the Hehe, for example. A lot of stuff were taken from the Hehe, including the head of their chief, Mkwawa, that has been disputed for ages and ages, but luckily it was returned in 1955, but still there's some disputes about other elements that have not, have not been returned. We talk of the Chaga-German wars of 1890s to 1894. The Chaga waged war against the Germans. The Chaga were looted almost in everything, including the head of their chief, which is being disputed up to now. And the Chaga needs that to be returned. It has not been returned yet. 
there are some politics around and a lot of debates are going around about it and everybody has accepted that this has to be returned but it has not yet been returned. Mm-hmm. We have several other wars that were associated with looting. One of the most notable and mentioned one is the Majimaji War of 1904 to 1909. The Majimaji War had tremendous impact into the southern part communities, the Ngoni, the Maltumbi, and the Makonde. Over 10,000 ethnographic objects were taken during this war. And recently, they've been discovered in Germany, and the Germans are in negotiation whether to return them or not to return them. We can say they are in negotiation with the Tanzanian government. First of all, they want us to go and identify those materials and try to build provenance for them and see the best way to return them. So uh, when you speak of the Majimaji war, and catch head of the restitution, it really hurts the Tanzania because we say they say it's over 10,000 objects were taken in one war. Forget about all that. Though. Yeah, it has been a long time since these objects were taken from Africa. What are some of the challenges of bringing Tanzanian's cultural heritage back home? There are a lot of challenges, but we cannot put them as an excuse of not returning them. The challenges include policy and uh, regulations and laws. In Tanzania, for example, we do not have specific bylaws that will stipulate clearly the measures and steps that will help us to return those objects. Our cultural heritage police, our museum police, and antiquity police or laws, they may have mentioned here and there about the institution and the importance of protecting our heritage, but it does not elaborate clearly how to engage into a, a debate in returning those objects. And second, we expand again the question of legal framework. The international framework, we can say, for example, the United Nations through UNESCO has enacted a lot of laws and conventions that will help to protect the uh, cultural heritage and cultural heritage looting and also restituting. For example, the 1970 UNESCO convention, it helps to build an international framework on how we can help returning this object. In Tanzania, for example, we need to realign our policy with these international conventions and bylaws so that we can have a connected framework of returning our heritage. Let's assume for a moment that we are in the process of bringing back those historical objects back to Africa. What can Tanzania do itself to prepare to receive the cultural heritage resources when they are returned. We need to get prepared because these things, today or tomorrow, they will be returned because the force now out there, it will eventually win and our heritage objects will be returned. One, we have to get our infrastructure ready. When I say our infrastructure, I mean the museum, the antiquity department and the ministry concerned need to rethink on how they can improve their existing infrastructure so that the Germans are going to say, okay, today Tanzania will take your dinosaurs. Do we have a place to keep the dinosaurs? Do we have the capacity, financial resources, and personnel to handle the return? Uh, probably now not. But if we prepare ourselves now, then we should be able to do that. So we need to have the infrastructure first and the government engage fully in supporting building that infrastructure. Uh, We are, for example, the dinosaurs to one part. We have the archaeological remains 
lying outside Tanzania. If they are going to be returned today, we don't have infrastructure to house and support those archaeological remains. I'll give an example. I had a conversation with um, one of the museum officers and he informed me of about seven tons of archaeological remains that were returned from Nairobi to Tanzania. These archaeological remains were excavated uh, in Old Dubai and Arusha from 1910 onward. So these were archaeological and anthropological remains that were in um, Nairobi Museum and now the Kenyan government has returned them to Tanzania. These seven tons are still lying at the museum, lumped there, and again, nothing has been done since their return. They're just lumped in a store and they're left there. No analysis, no cataloging, no whatever. So now, this is one aspect. What if we return all other elements? What if we return the uh, very fragile uh, ethnographic objects? How are we going to handle them? We need to make sure that our, our infrastructure is ready to support that. That's one aspect. Second, is to get our personnel ready. We have very good personnel, very good ones, but we need to get them psychologically ready to handle and receive these huge sums of uh, objects, either being anthropological or um, archaeological or ethnographic, both ways to catalog them, give them deserving preservation so that they can continue to survive in the next generation and next generation. And third element is to have collaborations between the North and South of uh, Tanzania and the, and the Northern European countries, which are well developed in terms of infrastructure, in terms of handling uh, fragile ethnographic objects and all that. And this kind of uh, collaboration could be in terms of research, could be in terms of training, could be in terms of short courses, seminars, to sharpen the ability and knowledge of our personnel to handle those objects. Considering the pillaging and looting of cultural heritage during the colonial period and the post-colonial period, and the violence that has tended to accompany, you know, that looting, including actually deceit. We know that the challenges facing Tanzania are not unique to Tanzania. They face all African countries. How can national governments on the continent, as well as multilateral institutions and the African diaspora, how can they work together to ensure that our cultural heritage currently held in the global north is returned? Without collaboration, without working together, this task is going to be hard. And African nations, the diaspora, and the global north needs to work together. And it's time now, we as African work as Africa, not as Tanzania, because there's no one nation in Africa that has not been affected. In one way or another, their heritage is out there. And the good thing is, the African Union, through the Agenda 2063, they have mentioned clearly the importance of restitution. We need to start from there. The African Union has shown us a way. African countries now need to come together. For example, the East African, Tanzania, Kenya, and Uganda. They need to establish their own manifesto. And what do we have out there? How can we together face the Germans? How can we together face the British? How can we together face the London Museum, for example? How can we together face the Berlin Museum, for example, to request for the return of our objects? So if we go as a united, then our demand will be listened. So therefore, we need to really, really 
establish now conversation between country and country, region and region. And then after that, we look to our brothers and sisters, the diaspora, who are out there in the north, and talk to them, guys, you are there. And this is our manifesto. This is what we want to do. You are out there. Tell us. Give us some clues. Do you think we can do that? They will give us. We have a good number of scholars. The gurus are out there. They want to see this heritage going back to their countries. And once we talk to them, they will give us a clue. They will give us vision and how we can rightly face the question of restitution. On the other side, if we work united and the diaspora on our side, then the global north will have to sit on the table with us and deliberate on how we can return those heritage. Uh, how do the communities that are currently holding the heritage in Europe and North America benefit from Africa's cultural heritage? When we talk of how the global north has been benefiting from this um, heritage. Uh, sometimes they may right away deny because no one wants to display how much money, for example, the Berlin Museum, how much money they earn through uh, displaying the dinosaurs. Uh, some of them, okay, no, since we took the much, much boot, it has been piled somewhere, it doesn't been displayed out there. Uh, some say, okay, some well, we don't have the resources and everything to hold, so we are helping you. And some will claim that, well, this is a heritage, and heritage does not belong to you. It belongs to the world. And therefore, for it being housed in German or in London or in uh, New York. It's the same as being held in Dar es Salaam or in Kinshasa or in Nairobi. So why are you complaining? That should not be a question. That should not be our concern. Our concern is not the economic benefit that you are getting. Our concern is the alienation of our important heritage from our community. If it's a question of economic heritage, let it be first. We are the one who created it. We are the one who knows the importance of it. We are the one who knows why we created that particular object. For example, we talk of ethnographic object. When we go to a community and find this is their stool, this is their hole, and it's made out of wood. But for them, it's not just a wood. It symbolizes important elements of that particular community. So put aside the economic benefit and everything. First of all, we need to have it because we made it for our own cultural importance. That is one. And then when now we, we have to turn it into economic benefit, then it has to benefit us first who made it, not to outside there. So I cannot specifically say how much the Germans are making, because for them they will not even speak about it, but I will have to say for us, it is important to have it back. And when we have it back, it has both economic and cultural importance. What would be your final appeal to stakeholders about restitution of our cultural heritage. We need to team up with the organization like Tuaweza, research organizations, research institute, media like you people, to make these things wide and loud. It is really very important for all these organizations, the Tuaweza, media, government, research institutions, NGOs, community organizations, to start a debate now, to start putting this agenda in their meetings, in their organizations, that our heritage needs to be discussed. We need to put it on the table. If it's the people of media, like you people, when you discuss the issues of culture, the issues of heritage, the question of restitution should be on the table. These community organizations, that we have plenty of them around, they need dialogues about cultural restitution. Again, as I said, 
individuals, one organization, one institution by its own, it cannot achieve this goal by itself. We need to come together. We need collaborations from all aspects, from the community organizations, NGOs, media, all sorts of research organizations together and push so when, their agenda. When you mention about people outside Africa, who are they and how will they help in this whole process? When we talk of when you say outside Africa, the only people whom we can rely on are the diaspora. I'm saying the diaspora because they play two roles. They are one of us. And again, they'll be one of them. So when we talk of cultural heritage object, they also touch them. It belongs to their ancestors. And for them, they may have look at it in a different eye. First of all, I'm here. I've been exposed to the world and will look back to their community and say, wow, this has been stolen from my community. And I know where it is. And I know how to return it. But I cannot take it. They can come back to the community and tell all the guys, look, we are in the global north. And we know you have started this battle. We can help. We know where these things are. They are in Germany. They are in London. They are in New York. They are in Paris and all those stuff. So you put them down. Oh, we put them down. We tell them, look, guys, you're in diaspora. You're in, you're in Berlin. Look, the Berlin has all this stuff for us. Help us. Make noise out there. So we make noise in here. They make noise out there. And together, we win the battle. Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Silvanus Meriki Silayo, for sharing this information with us and for spending time with me in the studio. Um, thank you for the opportunity to share in this global debate about uh, cultural restitution. And uh, it has sharpened my mind to think more, oh, there's a lot of things that uh, needs to be done. And we need to be open and ready to shout out there for this element of cultural restitution. I also thank Professor Kimani for introducing me into this debate. The Taweza organization is really doing a great job in making the noises heard out there and I believe one day this will be realized this concludes our episode of this podcast with Dr. Valens Meriki Silayo of Tanzania thank you for listening to the Africa Speaking Podcast join us in our next episode brought to you by Toyaza Communications my name is Kimani Njogu for any comments and views you can reach us through our website, www.africaspeaking.org. You can also reach us on Facebook, Taweza Communications, or on our Twitter handle, at TawezaComs. You can also write to us on email, info at africaspeaking.org.